Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. You work here? No, Esther, I'm picking up your trash because I don't work here. Dad, don't forget you have a dermatologist appointment today. Also, can you deposit mom's disability check? Growing up, I was told my parents were special. When I got old enough, I realized that's the word adults use when someone has a disability. Who's that? He looks thirsty. Look at her, the part of her brain that makes her horny is still working. She just wants to give him something to drink. It's the worst that could happen. I don't think they can take care of a child. What choice do we have? My mother named me after her favorite cartoon character. Hi, Bambi. Now you know what B is short for. But hey, at least we were happy. I know B's childhood was somewhat non-traditional. I don't want to do this anymore. You said it'll be fun, and it's not fun. You got to learn how to drive. I'm 10. But that hasn't stopped her from enjoying it. While everyone was busy worrying about my future. B, still waiting on those college applications. I know, I know. I was just trying to balance work, school, and caring for my parents. Is that why you never want me to come over? No. It's okay. Everyone's embarrassed by the parents. Hi. Come on in, man. <laughs> With your grades and extracurriculars, you have a shot of getting into any college. I can't. You can. No, I mean, I can't leave. My whole life, I've been torn between wanting to get away from my parents and wanting to care for them. Maybe because you do everything for them, you've convinced yourself that they're helpless. You spent a very long time worrying about other people. I think it's time to focus on you for a while. We are a family. But one of these days you're gonna move out, get married. That's what kids are supposed to do. A whole new world with an unknown future. Shoot for the stars, you'll hit the roof. It's kind of a messed up saying. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 511. Releasing March 17 in theatres across the US is Wildflower, a coming-of-age story that stars Kieran Shipka as B, a high school student navigating the minefield of teen life while also dealing with the highs and lows of living with her intellectually disabled parents. Also starring Alexandra Daddario, Jean Smart, and Jackie Weaver, Wildflower is a beautifully portrayed made film that tackles its complex themes with conviction and heart. And joining me now is the director of Wildflower, Mr. Matt Smukla. Matt, I thank you so very much for your time today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. So this is a movie that to me holds a lot of personal uh, relevance. So my older sister back in 991 was in a car accident. And from that, she has severe uh, uh, physical and, and mental disabilities now, and I help my parents take care of her. I also have wow. a son who's autistic, 
Um, so I'm dealing with like kind of both sides of like the, the spectrum of in regards to deal, um, um, raising and taking care of people with um, different intellectual and, and physical disabilities. So when I saw this film, I knew there was something I needed to watch. And what's really interesting about Wildflower, though, is that this isn't the first time you approached this story and this subject. So you had a documentary back in 2020, 2021, and it had to do with your niece, Christina, who essentially be is kind of like the reflection of, of what Christina, uh, Christina is in real life. And Christina's mother also has a cognitive disability. Um, when you were making that documentary, did you have a feeling or did you know that a feature film about this story was something that could be a possibility as well, that was something that could be in the works for yourself in the future? I wish I could say I did. I, I really didn't. Um, I was pretty focused on telling their story and I didn't, yeah, it didn't really dawn on me, to be honest. Um, but it wasn't until I was uh, chatting with my uh, screenwriter, Jana Savage, and we sort of thought about this and and how, um, you know, documentaries are pretty limited in terms of their audience. And so we talked about how this is such a unique story and, and possibly through, through a, a more comedic lens, we might be able to kind of make it more accessible um, in, in many ways. When adapting a documentary feature or the story from that into uh, dramatization, mm -hmm. um, what type of approach do you take in regards to that? Because you said before you want to go kind of like more in a kind of comedic aspect and not to say that the film is a comedy, there are funny parts, but there's other elements to it as well. But once when you decide to adapt that, how do you approach it? What type of philosophies do you have in adapting a work that you did before into a dramatization, um, especially in regards to how you want to present these characters who, although are not exactly like the people in real life, very much are reflections of these people in real life? Yeah, I like that word you're using, reflections. I also would say that it's a they were really truly in, inspirations for. Mm. Um, so I, I think that part of what allowed me to do it was this um, idea that we weren't recreating the documentary, you know, um, and, and and each and every one of these actors brought their own, um, you know, stuff to, to the roles and really made them their own. And so we 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 ha we had these characters, but um, but it was really kind of a launch off point. And, and I, I like the idea of it, of, of it as a reflection, but I think that it's I think that it's it's less maybe a, a direct reflection and more um, an inspiration. I want to talk about the uh, um, and Shipka um, in the, her role as, as B. And I had in my notes when I wrote down, um, this character has got moxie. She's got like a like a, a thing <laughs> yeah. to her, right? And I think yeah. what is really, um, what you really tapped into is that when children uh, uh, grow up in the world and, and something I can really relate to, when children grow up in the world where in their families they have people who might have in, in, um, disabilities, wherever they'd be um, uh, of the mind or physical or what have you, um, they grow up really fast. They learn yeah. a lot of things about life um, because yeah. I think they what sometimes they are exposed to is the fragile mortality that we have in our world. Sometimes something can happen where someone can get a knock on the head or hit their head or can be born with some type of a disability and that really kind of wises people up. Is that something that you really um, put into consideration when putting B together? Because I know, of course, you had your niece to work on as well, but that idea that this girl who's very much 
you know, Eldo at the age of 17, 18, he's very much not only a teenager, but in many ways, in a kind of way, a parent in, in, in the modern circumstance. Yeah, no, you've, you've, you, you hit it on the, the head completely. Um, it's, you know, moxie, it, there's strength, there's a, uh, you know, this idea that you're sort of wiser beyond your years and, and, and this, this forced kind of, um, you're forced to grow up. I mean, in many ways, as, as I believe it sounds like you, you were. And I think when you're put in that position, whether you're an, it, I also hear about this often with, with, you know, people who are, who are immigrants and come here and they, mm. their parents don't speak any English. They're forced to speak. And all of a sudden they're paying the bills. They're taking their parents to doctor's appointments. They're, you know, they're, they're, so I, I think that this is, it's not just unique to, you know, uh, be, Christina, you, you know, I think that, that this idea that there are many kids in, in America and it sounds like in where, where you're from and where, where they are forced to kind of grow up quickly and, um, and, and live, live life a little bit differently than, you know, sort of, you know, other kids. Um, yeah. And so that was, that was something that I, I, I saw in Kiernan very quickly. There's, um, I mean, she's so poised. She has such an incredible intelligence, um, and I think, look, I don't know, did that come from her growing up on set at a very young age? You know, obviously, she was in Mad Men. And is that where some of that came from? I, I have no idea. But but I do know that when I met her, it was very quick, uh, quick, you know, became very apparent quickly that she was, you know, she was going to be B. I mean, I she was my first choice. And then meeting her, it just, you know, completely confirmed it instantly. Um, there, there's also... Uh, you know, th- this idea that kind of you could drop my niece anywhere in, in, in the world and she's going to survive. Um, mm. I also got that sense about, you know, Kiernan. It's like you give her $5 and you drop her off in some country and she'll be the mayor of it in you know, a matter of weeks. <laughs> I mean, I think that there, th- that was really important to me, this idea of, uh, you know, survival and and then there's a there's a there's a grace and an intelligence that that I, I believe both you know both people have actually. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by T Public. T Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, T Public is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store. Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. Um, the cast in your film is amazing. I mentioned some names of introduction. You also have Charlie Plummer, Brad Garrett, Dash Mahop, who's fantastic in the film, Reed Scott, um, so many great actors. Um, but the person I think a lot of people are going to talk about and the person that I wrote about a lot was Samantha Hyde, um, mm. who is just fantastic in his movie. She's worked in uh, a couple of things before, short in the TV series, but this is like her first kind of like really 
standout kind of leading performance. I like the way that she described her character. I think I read it um, in the interview, um, a Cinderella in a sweatsuit. I think that was a really kind of a sweet kind of a way to, to, to really uh, describe her. Um, how did you find Samantha for this role and how important was it that you wanted to have the pre- representation from the um, intellectually disabled community to represent themselves in your story? Um, because I think it was really important that that casting really did reflect um, not only who her character is, but who she is as a person as well. Yeah, it was it was critical. We weren't. I wouldn't have made the movie without casting uh, Sharon uh, authentically, and so that meant a worldwide search. Um, I think we saw people from Australia, we saw people from England, we saw people. I mean, literally from everywhere. Um, and Samantha uh, really stood out to me early on. Um, my my one concern about Samantha was, I, you know, she was so young. I was like, gosh, is she? You know, and, and so we did end up kind of putting a little bit of gray in her hair. And, you know, uh, that was my biggest concern because when I her audition was incredible. When I met her, I flew up to um, to where she lives. And um, and, I, you know, we sort of sat down and talked about the character. And and she, too, has such a high intelligence and really kind of connected to to this role in a way that, um, you know, I, 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 I felt like very few could. And um but yeah, in terms of authenticity, it was uh, it was a I wouldn't have made the movie without casting this role, and uh, I was, was so lucky and and thrilled that I found Samantha. I think what you done so well with Wildflower is that you showed the different generational um, struggles that different grandparents, parents, children have when it comes to when you have someone in your family that's dealing with a, a disability, no matter no matter what disability it is. I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie um, is when Brad Garrett and Jean Smart are having an argument in regards to their daughter. Um, you know, the debate as to whether she should be able to live her life as an individual, just like everyone else should, or whether she should be only kept under the the confinement of her kind of like her parents, kind of like a, a, a um, eye. Um, I think it's a really important issue to talk about because I know with myself, like my, my, my wife and I, we talk constantly about what would our son be like when he gets older, right? Um, because we don't believe in such a thing as normal. But we also know that it's a big, bad, mean world out there and people can rule the assholes in regards to a lot of this stuff. Um, how important was it for you to make sure that you showed the um, ripple effect of how one person in a family and no matter how much they are loved and everything else can have on everyone else, because even though a lot of people might not um, uh, want to admit it, there are sometimes stresses put on people, and they and I wouldn't call it a burden, but I would call it something like uh, pressures put on people that are placed in situations like that. Which, and, and at the end of it, it's like sometimes it's like putting iron to fire. You can, the iron can either melt or you can make like a really sharp sword from it. You could defend your family with. I think it's really important that you, that you show that in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's one of the you know major complexities um, that that the movie attempts to sort of tackle and and bring to light. Um, it was very important for me to, 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 to sort of dive into that. And that was what was sort of fascinating. And, and yeah, you know, um, I, I know exactly what you're saying in terms of, you know, this idea of protecting, I have my own, a daughter as well. And, um, I think that in many ways, you know, B's family, you know, I guess they're, they're very, um, 
what's the word? Um, I, there's an incredible amount of bravery um, yeah. to to sort of allow them, you know, allow Sharon to kind of live the life that she truly wanted to to live. And, and look, that this is the same thing for my sister-in-law. It was like, that's all she ever wanted, you know, was to, again, that word normal, but in her mind to be normal means have a job, live, live on her own with a husband and a family and work and not have to be, you know, sort of in, you know, at at home with her mother, which is sort of what I I think initially that was always going to be the plan. Um, so yeah, you know, I think that it's it was definitely something that that I wanted to uh, explore and and to sort of share with with people, uh, you know, in in a, in a way that maybe they they wouldn't have have thought of or, or thought that some of these people would be capable of, of doing. I think what's really important with Wildflower as well, though, is that you know, there's a lot of ways avenues you can take uh, a movie that deals with things that the Wildflower deals with, but this is a movie that doesn't stay in the sorrow. Laughter is really important to this film. Laughter is really important to this family. And it's something that's just like, and I, I know from my own experiences with my sister and my son as well, I've had more laughter than tears. And I think that's really mm-hmm. important. You can't get down, you can't be bogged down into the neg- any, any of the negatives. You've got to progress it, you've got to move forward. And you just have to be, you know. I think what, like you said before, you know, when it comes to the concept of normal, what um what your sister-in-law is looking for, what Samantha's character is looking for, is just to be and just to move forward and just to live. And I think that's what you have to do, really. And, and from that, from that, you gotta you gotta laugh, you gotta share. You know, uh, I think the great Don Rickles says you gotta laugh, you gotta enjoy life. And I think that's uh, yeah. something that's really important here. I think so too. And I, you know, to me, it's like it's hard to kind of, I don't know. It's like if you, it's hard to have the tears without the laughs and 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 sort of vice versa. I feel like you sort of need that. And I, I, I certainly witnessed that with, with this family. And, and I agree. I mean, I think most families, uh, you, you hope, I mean, can, can enjoy some of, of the laughter in life. I mean, it's, we certainly need it. What type of um, feedback have you gotten from families like, like mine? And when it comes to um, not only the stories themselves, but how important is it to have that kind of, you know, I don't like using the word, representation because I think it's just being used so much you know but just at least to show something that we can kind of relate to because you know my parents especially whenever there's any any time there's a movie or a tv series that kind of deals with issues that they they they're dealing with they they're curious and they watch and sometimes it doesn't hit where where they are Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't like it I think a movie like this really does for me especially really does hit that that perfect sweet spot. You have you gotten like great feedback as well from other people when they uh, after they watch your film? Well, you know, it's coming out on the seventeenth, so not a ton of people have seen it. Um, you know, but but yeah, I, I would say you know for the most part, people who have seen it seem to be responding to it positively. And um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm anxiously awaiting uh, the the feedback. <laughs> you know, that'll be that'll be soon. Um, I well, yeah. I, yeah. Well, look, I can tell everyone right now, for someone who uh, has kind of experienced with, with some, some of the stuff that the, your characters have in Wildflower, it's a movie that I can really recommend for people. I think I, I can really um, recommend the authenticity and I can recommend the heart and I can recommend the um, the conviction of the film. And also just as a, a performance piece, um, I think the acting in it is just spectacular and for everyone out there listening, March 17 in theatres, make sure you watch this film in theatres as well. Um, I can't stress that enough. I know it's coming out in digital later, 
on the 21st. But I want people to watch this in theatres as well because it's a really great film to watch on a big screen because we need to watch more character-driven movies about families just like this and about characters like this. And, uh, Matt, I thank you so very much for your time. Thank you for your movie. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I hope we can do it again in the future. Oh, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. I'd love to.